0: Back to another episode of Wise Lives. It's really great to be with you, and I'm really excited to have uh, my friend Pippa back with us. Some of you may recognize Pippa, know her in Sheffield, remember her preaching recently, really powerfully, with us on walking out friendship with God. And so I'm really pleased to have you, Pip, just to have this time to just be able to chat together. Pip's the kind of person I'd want to go for a coffee and chat with. Yeah, this is
1: fine by me.
0: So this is really fun, and you guys just get to be part of that conversation so i'm gonna dive right in because i think it'd be really great for people just to know a little bit more about you i remember when you came and preached with us people were fascinated that you were uh, a catholic Mm -hmm. and on fire for god and um uh, working as a missionary yeah. so you threw out some wild ideas there <laughs> so I'm going to dig into that a little bit Perfect. and ask you more about you is that of course. okay and I mean? there's just so much to learn from your life and um, so I'd love to do that so maybe we'll just start with you how, mm. how long have you been following Jesus mm-hmm. when did your love for him you just ooze passion for Jesus so wh- where did that begin mm. And where does being a Catholic fit into that? Sure. Tell us about you. Well, it fits in from the
1: very beginning. I um, I was brought up in a Catholic home, um, a really loving Christian household, thank God. Uh, I have a twin sister and parents. And, uh, and I think that, Jesus was always central to our, like our family life. Um, when, when we were about three, my mum did an alpha course and she was filled with the spirit. And so that's, right. that kind of took things to a, as a, to a new level. And, uh, so consequently I started going to these charismatic Catholic conferences since the age of around four or five. And, um, And to then kind of uh, was filled with the Holy Spirit afresh. I was baptized as a baby, so we believe in baptism that you're filled with the Spirit then. But of course, it's an ongoing infilling. And um, when I was five, I was baptized in the Spirit in a really significant way. And uh, so I've been speaking in tongues since I was five, you know, been experiencing healing and and seeing incredible marvels of the Lord since I was a little girl. Um, And yeah, grew grew up in this uh, environment, you know, big charismatic conferences, but really, just a quite um, like a faithful home of faith and local church when I was growing up and um, I think when I was I hit about 17 I think things got a little hazy as I'm sure many of you might um, recognize in your own life where we start to really start to grapple with the things of the faith mainly the kind of moral decisions that we have in front of us as a a young person and I went away from my, my faith for a little while I never I never not, I never didn't believe in God. Yeah, that's just not been a part of my life. I, however, I, I just decided to turn my back on him for a bit, which, um, which is even, you know, which was um, just a decision that I decided to do. Like, I'm going to go and have fun. I think I misunderstood God. I thought God was about rules and I thought God was about me not having fun. And um, I thought that he was boxing me in rather than giving me life to the full. So I went away for a bit and then um, when I was in my second year of university, I the only way I can describe it is that I missed Jesus I missed his friendship, I missed his love and I remember a really significant night where I'd been out with my uni girlfriends and it was one of those nights that you're all kind of really excited to go to. And then it wasn't that fun. <laughs> and then like, I was lying in bed and just thinking.
0: There's more than like, this. Yeah, there's <laughs> just
1: so much more. And uh, I gave my life to Christ afresh uh, when I was yeah 19 and been following him ever since.
0: So many people, I guess... Uh, will have been surprised to maybe meet you and maybe have box-like thinking in terms of human judgments and think Catholicism, Catholics, that's religion, you know, I I do something different, Uh, and yet you, Pippa, are just totally about friendship with God, and, and you're really keen, I know, for Catholic, raised Catholic young people to experience this. Tell us about your your heart for, uh, I suppose, the Catholic world, Catholic young people, and what you see God doing today.
1: Definitely. I mean, baptism in the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit and knowing Christ has changed my life. And and my heart is for all people to come to know the Lord, but particularly in in the Catholic Church, you know, for people to start to awaken to the beauty of the mystery of our faith. And um, so that's what I do. I gave up my job. I used to work in advertising and I quit my career six years, uh, three years ago, sorry, I worked in advertising for six years and quit my career three years ago to go full-time as a missionary. and and seeing um, the filling of the Spirit in Catholics' lives is a a massive part of my mission. Um, I mentioned the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, and that's basically, um, it's a movement within the church, and this is the the movement that I've grown up in, and it's been, it's a posh word, it's an ecclesial movement, which basically means that the Pope has kind of given it big thumbs up. And uh, I was in Rome last year with some with some leaders at a big kind of international conference. And the Pope said that he's expecting three things of the charismatic renewal, the Catholic charismatic renewal at this time in this, in this season of the church's life. One is to share the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the whole church and the whole world. Number two is to work for the unity of the church, and number three is to serve the poor. And um, so, for me, I I'm so that's the vision for my life that I would see, um, that I would see those three things really dedicated to, and uh, invested in.
0: It's it's so good for me. It's just it's been really exciting to get to know you. So. Uh, The Catholic charismatic movement was really influential for me before I was a Christian, interestingly, growing up in Dublin. So I have many friends within the Catholic Church just (laughs) on fire uh, for Jesus. But I guess in this part of the world, many of our listeners probably don't. So it's really important for us to be aware how God is moving with different people in different areas. And it's very exciting, the times that we live in. And you have a great pope in this season who just clearly loves jesus i heard him recently actually worshiping to a song that was written by some friends of mine a a worship song and i thought oh (laughs) it is a small world (laughs) and that was just wonderful to be able to hear and to join in 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 worship pip you're a missionary Mm -hmm. now here at the well, uh, we we love to say, Nick and I actually say we're not ministers, mm-hmm. uh, even though we are uh, Baptist ministers, we're missionaries, we're missionaries to the city of Sheffield, that's first and foremost who we are, and we love to have a culture, we, we'd raise everyone, this would be the heart, to be a missionary, mm-hmm. we're all missionaries, whatever our context, and kind of hit on the head the idea that a missionary is somebody packing their suitcase and going overseas, <laughs> going on missions. Tell us what the missionary life looks like for you in every day, mm. what, what do you mean Mean by that? Because I guess people hear that and think, "Oh, what does that look like yeah. for a lady in her 20s in Sheffield today?" Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, s- simply, we are—we're all missionaries. We are, you know. It's to share the love of God that has changed us to share that with the people that we meet. I think uh, for me, I—the uh, way that my, my mission has kind of three main emphases: young adults and investing in the next generation to see them walking with Jesus radically, and uh, worship and prayer, and investing in uh, my own personal worship, but also teaching on worship, helping young adults pray, uh, and then thirdly, unity, working for the unity of the body of Christ. So it takes me all over the UK, speaking at events, not right now, uh, I mean speaking at events, but virtually. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking, yeah, speaking at events, discipling young people. Um, investing in, in leadership and, and their leadership across the, the Catholic Church and wider. Um, a lot of work in evangelization and a work, in, a work of unity and um, it's, it's a true privilege. And I think for me, um, I, I was working in advertising and I had a great career, but I think it, it, wasn't, it just wasn't tapping into the calling on my life. You know, something just mm. bigger with a greater sense of purpose and vision you know we have to we all get to a stage in life where we have to answer the question of you know lord why have you created me like what what is pippa baker here you know in ephesians it says that god has prepared work for us to do and i started to grapple with this question lord what's the work that you've prepared for me to do and uh, this kind of missionary life um, is, is what I feel the Lord is, is saying is my portion at the moment and what I have to be giving my days to. So I fundraise my salary. I, I quit a stable career and, and I have lots of people supporting me on a monthly basis. So um, I live by God's generosity and, um, and it's, it's
0: amazing. So really, I mean, that's fascinating for all of us. It's just working out our context and and our sense of calling if I listen to you. So we're all called to be missionaries Mm -hmm. if we're following Jesus in that way. And I guess what you heard was that the context was no longer advertising and that career world. For many listeners, the context is very much the workplace. and and it's so important to affirm that, Uh, but for some he calls us to full-time ministry in that way, I I can understand that, that's how it worked in my life, he called me out of languages, I think I I live with the reality that we just live for you, Lord. You know, we, mm-hmm. today, we, you know, you, you're never a minister for life, you know, no. in that sense. You're just following him, yeah. isn't that right? And the context right now, uh, for me, is in a church context and, yeah. and similarly for you in ministry. And I think when we're asking these kinds of questions, I couldn't
1: agree more. I'm hugely passionate about seeing Christians all over the place. You know, we need uh, fired up lawyers, fired up Addicts, execs, fired up... Um, teachers and and nurses, you know, we really desperately need people who are radically following the Lord in all walks of life. I think for me, when we're asking these kinds of questions, we need to track the peace of of Christ. You know, that's such a mark of what the Lord is calling us to. And and for me, this wasn't an easy decision. You know, I didn't just kind of go, oh yeah, that would be quite nice. Like I, I had to really discern and really say, Lord, is this your way? And because I had felt called into the advertising industry in the first place, and so I said, oh, you know, help me not leave just because I could potentially be a bit fed up. Um, let me leave because you're calling me out rather than um, without, it didn't want to be disobedient. I wanted to follow the Lord's way. And so I had to say to him, Lord, where are you calling? And then as I discerned between the two options, I felt an infinite more more sense of peace about quitting my job and fundraising my salary and I mean in some ways that shows it's God's way because that makes no sense right. So.
0: <laughs> so I was going to ask you a little bit about that so that does make sense to me yeah. I used to work for youth with a mission and actually the whole culture was we all Uh, lived by faith Mm -hmm. and we all raised our salary outside of that it was very humbling for me i Mm -hmm. think at the time i I had to do a lot of letting go Mm -hmm. and letting go of control the idea that i would even allow other people to provide for me uh that was hard that Mm -hmm. was a wrestle for me Um, tell us about that how does yeah. that work cuz that that's risk isn't it yeah
1: yeah i mean it certainly it certainly felt risky it, i i wouldn't i didn't quite realize how vulnerable i would feel you know i wrote about 200 letters to about 200 letters sent them out spent a lot of money on stamps <laughs> and then and and sent out this letter and sort of said this is what i feel the lord is calling me into will you partner with this will you get behind it do you believe that young adults need to be invested in do you need that worship and prayer believe that worship and prayer have a have a great sense of calling in this in this country of calling people to worship the lord do you believe that god's church and bride need to be united i feel like i've got a part to play will you back me and then it was like juries out on pippa baker you know like and it was really it was vulnerable um lots of people didn't understand lots of people questioned me and said um well what about this what about that other people just said no like I don't think it's worthwhile and others said yeah we're with mm-hmm. you and uh, and so I have fifty four people paying my salary on a monthly basis um I think uh, yeah and, and it and it's it has felt risky but also because I had done the the due work in prayer around God is this what you want and I felt this sense of fire and peace that God is what he was calling for that I thought if he's calling he's going to make a way like there's absolutely no way he'd say yeah yeah come and then close the door on all the finances and when I gave up my job I lived in London so you know it was I lived in a flat in southeast London and um, I had quite a lot of money to raise but he has met every need and um, so it feels risky but when we know who God is it it starts to shift in our mind you know nothing is ours anyway it's all his and this was the work I had to do in my
0: heart I think. So it's really good uh, for people to hear this I I guess this is the kind of missionary culture that we love to be seen and heard Mm. uh, because that that's normal for me so uh, Nick and I receive a salary in this season of our lives but we also invest into other missionaries Mm -hmm. both in this country and beyond. So we invest into some student leaders and some missionaries in our culture here, even in our city and those working abroad. And sometimes that can be for small amounts. Mm. You know, for one individual, I think we've supported them about 10 or 20 pounds mm-hmm. a month over a long period of time In, in with other people. Uh, it might be more, it might be a hundred pounds yeah. a month, etc. it might be a greater level of sacrifice. But together as the body of Christ, mm. um, we we can actually all have a heart to play you know Mm -hmm. so we operate as missionaries in our own context our own neighborhoods and workplaces and we can be empowering others too by by investing our finance and i only share this because many people I guess mightn't even realize that many of us live like this Mm -hmm. you know investing in others or living by faith as you're doing I love it Pippa let's just for this final part I'd love to draw in personally so you're known for your passion for Jesus I remember when I first met you (laughs) and I saw you worship and the sense of passion and worship just really was infectious to those around you here in the church um Tell us about that, because I'm sure there's times that that is tested. Mm. And probably, it, for example, we're, we're in this lockdown season right now. It's really hard, isn't it? It's, mm. it's really oh, hard for people on their own. Yeah. It's really hard to be single, say, yeah. in this season, and it's just you or it's just you and God. What's your go-to? What's your survival mm. to be on fire for Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I
1: can't live without prayer. I I can't live without spending every day a time in prayer with my Lord. I and I try and do this in the morning. Every day I I spend um, a a portion of time in prayer, and and for different people that looks you know like 15 minutes and or half an hour or I or or three hours, (laughs) depending on where I I'm at one hour and I try and spend an hour in the morning with the Lord. Uh, in the word and in the si- and a lot of time in silence as well, uh, in kind of contemplative prayer and and pressing into uh, him there and and living in in his light. And I think um, when we center our day around being with him, then we really do start to um, flow out onto other people a part of who he is rather than a part of who we are. And I love St. John the Baptist says, um, he must increase, I must decrease. And um, this is a prayer I love, that, you know, yeah. Jesus's light would be seen uh, in me, not my selfish tendencies and all my weakness and, um, and my failings, which f- for I have many. But um, knowing, um, knowing God's acceptance and mercy and his grace in my life, has, has changed me. So I think spending time with him is so, so important. I think doing that, come what may. Doing that, come what may. I love the thought of being a loyal follower of Jesus's, that no matter what my day brings, I, I, would, I would be committed, you know, that the Lord has kept his commitment to me. The Lord has kept his covenant to me. May I be one that does that for him. And, um, you know, we mess, we all mess up along the way, but we keep coming back. If we fall, we get up again and we recommit ourselves. I think so often um, we, once we've made a mistake or we just hide, we hide from God. And um, in the kingdom of God, there's no room for hiding. We need to let ourselves be seen by God every day. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I suppose for me that's just very simply, I just I try and pray every day and um and yeah, and pray throughout my day as well. And then um worship is is key to um to seeing breakthrough uh and to press into his presence throughout the day as well. And so I'd say worship and prayer, that that's what's kept me, the fire burning. Um, Thirdly, and most importantly, to a degree as well, alongside those things, is, is community. There are times when I, I am like lacking in faith or feeling, oh man, I'm out of fervor on this one. And I go to my closest friends and I go to my family, and we together we set our sights on the promise of God. And so this is what I love about this church, you guys, this the, the community you're cultivating here, honest conversation. Um, I think that's so important for the life of the church
0: brilliant Pippa so uh, I guess when I heard you it's fascinating what you essentially said is I have a quiet time <laughs> yeah <laughs> I guess so in five million words sorry about that <laughs> and, and you know I'm, I'm I'm digging into that one because when I came to faith at university the Christians around me and I, I'm just so indebted to them they said this is what it means to be a christian marjorie you know you get up in the morning you pray just like you've described you read your bible you do that before other things we all do that they modeled it to me they started their day with that they they talked about the hours Quiet time, Youth With A Mission did as well. Everybody into your rooms for an hour. And we live in a culture, and I suppose today's young adult generation, that that's somewhat gone, mm-hmm. you know. In fact, if I heard the language of quiet time, often it's in a derogatory sense of, we don't do that legalism, you know, we just go with the flow. Uh, and actually, the ancient habits are where the money is. Isn't that right? Oh, you know, and, so, and I'm hearing you. And so I think there's something just for us to hear in that, There's no shortcuts, is there, to the passion if it's to be long lasting? Absolutely. And you mentioned following him through thick and thin. And I think that's where faith gets tested. And if you want to hold out, through everything it's developing that consistent time with him yeah. the, uh, and but the there is the rewards are huge aren't they, they it's are the goals huge, are, yeah. of a life like yours and just the peace and the joy that emanates Pip to end this time would you pray of for listeners because I think there's something about is hearing that and committing to a life vision mm. uh, of Of discipline in that way, mm-hmm. and we don't often like the idea of that, but we know it's what we need, mm-hmm. and so the quicker we surrender on it, uh, and I think in this lockdown time and maybe the easing of lockdown time, life is different, mm-hmm. but we have an opportunity don't absolutely. we absolutely so let's just pray that we can all grow uh, I'm going to be joining in in that yeah, prayer definitely. in our discipline I'd love
1: to pray so loving father there has been many words said, but Uh, there's, there's uh, There's just a simple understanding of needing your love and needing your grace. And I pray for every person watching this video that they would simply know that you are in love with them. And that you want to change their life for the better. That their portion this day is love and joy and freedom. And it needn't be something that we try really hard for. It is something that we submit to. And I bless every single person watching this video to know you, God, in a deeper, more loving and intimate way. So we may burn with love for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. We bless you. It's been great. To be able to have you uh, join us, Pippa. It's been great to have so you. <laughs> so good. Uh, have a wonderful day. God
1: bless.